The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vina Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, where we work every single solitary week to get you the best in information and inspiration to help you start or grow your own real estate investing career. And this is the week of the now online Cincinnati RIA meetings, which means I don't care where you're listening from, you can join in if you like the topic, which uh, this week is uh, how to find out anything you want to find out about properties or people on the internet. It's a it's a big problem for a lot of investors that they they find a vacant house and then they find out who the owner is, but they can't find the owner's actual address which they know isn't the house because the house is vacant or they talk to an owner who's from out of state and they say things like well are there any code violations the owner says I really don't know all of that information is available online either cheaply or maybe even free and the main meeting from 7.15 to 8.45 is all about how to find that. And by the way, from wherever you are in the country, the fellow who's presenting it is actually a uh, note buyer. And we intentionally picked a note buyer because what do they do? They stock properties all over the country. The early meeting at 6 o'clock is all about uh, how to buy your very first rental property and important things you need to know before you jump into that pool. And of course, if you remember, you can join at 5 p.m. Eastern time for the Ask the Expert Zoom rooms where you can present your questions on just about any topic to people who know the answers. You can get more information and get a link to... Uh, get on the 6 o'clock and 7.30 meetings at CincinnatiRIA.com. That is CincinnatiREIA.com. So our topic today is advice for new investors. The As the OREA National Real Estate Summit has been coming together uh, completely together over the last few weeks. One of the things that uh, has has sort of popped up there is a uh, panel of investors who are what we call enders. They are people who they they've they've already gone through the whole process of building their business or their portfolio or whatever it is they wanted to build, and have gotten to the point now where they really don't have to do more deals if they don't want to. They can they can completely live and do anything they want. 
off of the income that they have already built from their businesses. And the one of the investors who's going to be sitting on that panel is Robert Mohan uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, who is a longtime real estate investor with a, who's taken a little bit of a different path than a lot of real estate investors do. A lot of real estate investors take the path of, as soon as I have enough money, I'm quitting my job. And Robert never did do that up to this day. He never did do that. He's also a longtime member and leader of the Real Estate Investors of Nashville, which means that he, did, from his position as somebody who's been doing it for a long time, and has kind of gotten there, he is at the same time dealing with a lot of brand new folks who are just getting into the business. And we thought we might have a discussion today just with Robert, not with the other folks who are going to be on the panel at the summit, about what sorts of things that that new investors should be doing that, that maybe are, are non-obvious or not, not something that everybody is doing. So joining us from a road trip in Perry, Florida, <laughs> Mr. Robert Mohan. Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you. I never know where you're going to be at any given moment anymore. Well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> That's, I guess I will that... tell you, we, we are taking back roads. That is one of the things I've always wanted to do. Is, I guess you call it a bucket list, but I don't know if it really rises to that level because it's not terribly romantic, maybe. But it's to drive the back roads. We're always in a hurry. We're taking that interstate. We're trying to get there. And today we woke up. Actually, last night we spent the night in a place. We decided 60 minutes before we're going to drive an hour down the road and stay. And then this morning got up and said, let's take the back roads and go to this place. So it's kind of a bucket list thing to take the back roads and see the unseen things, one of which was a part of town we never would have seen and we ran over stop signs. And but I wasn't driving, so I won't say who the blame is, but it wasn't me. But I did put it back. So it's all okay. So one of the one of the benefits that you're finding of having worked as hard as you did for all these years is that you can now afford to take the time to take the back roads. That's right. And the neat thing is we have so much technology and so many apps. And, and I've listened to guidance of others, I'll say. I'm not going to say I... I thought it up all on my own, but to have it where if someone needs me from work, they can reach me. We were reachable. Somebody called a while ago as a customer, and I had to deal with them. And and frankly, it was a good, relaxed conversation, probably more relaxed than if I'd been in the office, because I'm out looking at trees and horse fields and stuff like that. And so sometimes you can still work if you have to. So it's not total time off. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the nice things. If you've got a job where you can keep the job and you can go out and do other things, live a little. I was bad about that, not living a little, just, just grind it, grind it, grind it. Why not enjoy it along the way? One of my friends, Sean, told me that, hey, why are you waiting? Just go out and start enjoying a little bit of life now. And that was a real change for me to start thinking that way. So thanks, Sean, wherever you are. <laughs> Yeah, so let's let's talk a little bit more about the path you took to get here because man, I'm sure it's the same at Real Estate Investors in Nashville as it is at Cory and Real Estate Investors in Cincinnati. That it seems like 75 percent of the people who walk through the door 
if you say, so what are your big goals over the next five years? Somewhere real close to the top of that list is quit my job. Quit my job. And you didn't do that? No. Why is that? I learned from, frankly, a lot of folks talking about their systematized processes to do real estate investing that I could incorporate some of that in my work world, which gave me the flexibility to come take the back roads, as I said earlier. And then I learned to get rid of the stuff that cost me a lot of time, that cost me a lot of effort, that cost me a lot of pain. It's just like with real estate or, or frankly, any other, other type of work. You can work hard or you can work smart. And I learned, again, standing on the backs and shoulders of others, reading good books, talking to good people, making good friends, and just asking questions and shutting up and listening and getting out of my own way. How can I make things better and more efficient so I can work less on the, maybe what you might call the minimum wage activities and spend more time focused on the stuff that only I can do or that I am absolutely the best at? I spend time on the high-value things. Like another example would be the attorney. The attorney in the attorney office should not be taking out the trash for the whole building where he rents space. That is not a good use of his high-dollar-per-hour time. You should hire someone who is more appropriately suited to handle that hourly wage to do that kind of work. Mm -hmm. With real estate, I know there was a tendency for a lot of new people, and I had it too, so I recognize it quickly. Well, I'll just run over there and take care of that little thing because I want to say $400. And my issue this week was a sump pump needed to be replaced. I could say 400 bucks, or I could call Calvin, and Calvin went over there and fixed it. And Calvin did it yesterday, called me. He took care of it, sent me the invoice this morning, and online bill pay is sending him a check. It cost me $400 to have him do that. If I had gone to do that same work, it would have taken me all day, and it probably would have not been done right because I am not a plumber. He did it in an hour. It would have taken me six. Four trips to the store. It would have been wrong. It wouldn't have worked. I wouldn't have had the right tools. It would have been a disaster. I need to do what I do very well and let other people do what they do well, and I need to be happy to pay them. And if I can't figure out a way to pay them, then I need to go back and look at what I'm doing to make sure my business can support those other people that are necessary for my investing or my job, that sort of thing. Be willing to have good people on your team and then reward them, whether it's compliments, whether it's a paycheck, whether it's jobs, paying their invoices quickly. You are not going to get anywhere and be a success on your own. You've got to have the help of others. Very good. Say thanks. Say thanks. We are... At the point of our first break, so I want to invite folks who are maybe new investors, who are maybe struggling with something, who are maybe wondering what the path looks like from where I am right now to where Robert is taking the back roads, working remotely, able to really quit that job at any point now with the number of rental properties that he has. This would be a good time to ask those questions. 877-772-9658. Again, 877-772-9658. Or you can also send us an email at askvina at gmail.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. 
I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Robert Mohan from Real Estate Investors of Nashville. R-E-I-N-T-N dot O-R-G, I believe is the web address for that nonprofit group down there in Nashville, Tennessee. Correct me if I am wrong, Robert, about that. You got it. You but, got it. But uh, I know you guys are, uh, that's a very uh, long-lived I don't use the word old anymore. A very long-lived group, been around a long time. Big group, what, eight, eight, nine hundred members, something like that. Yes, and forty years this year since nineteen eighty. Happy birthday! But and again, I... not my doing. I'm just standing <laughs> on the shoulders of those who came before. It is a team effort, let me tell you. Yes, indeed. So we, what we're, what we're kind of trying to do today is help, help new investors get beyond just thinking about, you know, how do I do my first deal? How do I find deals? How do I comp deals? That sort of thing. And get them thinking about the bigger picture of the path they are going to take from starter to estate builder, which is that middle middle part where you're, you know, acquiring properties real actively and you know, you kind of you kind of know what you're doing. You don't know everything, but you're out there doing it. And then on to Ender, which is where you really don't have to do any more deals and you can live off of what you have pretty, very comfortably pretty much forever. And you really struggled with the idea that you were an Ender. When you when I when I first when I first, you know, kind of said that to you, you know, no, no, you're an Ender like you could you could quit your job tomorrow, you could live off the real estate, you would never have to do another deal, and you could live really, really well off of that. You kind of you kind of fought it a little bit. You're like, I don't I don't think I'm an ender. Why is that? Was it something about the term? Or was it something about where you saw yourself? I think it was all that. An ender, and you could hear, I'm not taking credit for stuff, so I'm not the kind of person. But that felt like I've arrived, look at me, I think there was a, there was a personality thing for one. Ah. That could be it. The other thing was too is I'm not old enough to be an ender. <laughs> the only people I know that are enders in our group, their age starts with a seven, like seventy something, uh, maybe a late, you know, a high six. But I thought I'm not that old. But it's not that. It relates to an income. It relates to what you've built. And I started, after I heard that, I went away and I looked at some other people I do that also met that definition. And I found there's some in their 30s, there's some in their 40s, there's some in their 50s. Mm-hmm. I think there are people in technology, for instance, uh, a guy named Mark, we probably could think of. He probably is an ender. He could probably quit. Uh-huh. There's a couple others, uh, Bruce and, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Gates, uh, Bill, Bill and Melinda. Mm-hmm. They're enders, but they're too young to quit. So they kept doing some other things. So I thought there are a lot of people out there that beat that definition. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and that also then made me want to not want to just sit down and, and rust out by not doing anything. Okay, what do I need to do now to pass on some of this knowledge to help other people? And lo and behold, they're everywhere in our groups. They're in yours. They're in ours. I'm new. I'm wide-eyed. I'm eager. What do I do now? I need to learn what this 3BR2BA stands for. 
I, I don't even know what comps are, but I know I need to figure out what a house is worth. I, I found this thing on Zillow, and it looks like a great deal, and they don't know. And if they aren't educated properly, they're going to screw up, just like when I started. I had to have people help me, so I figured it out. And a lot of the new people don't know where they want to go. They just know they need to get this get this place, this gets deal under contract. they got to get this one thing. And I'll say, well, why are you doing this? Oh, because I'm going to quit my job. Well, why? Well, because I, I, I just I don't like it. But why? And, and I keep asking why, and I keep asking why. And, and it works great in a group setting when others then are seeing what's actually taking place. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I ask it seven or eight times, then they go, because I want freedom to take the back roads or whatever their thing is. And they'll finally come out with it. And that's usually preceded by the words, I want financial freedom. Well, mm-hmm. why? Well, because I'm tired of being stressed and I want to take a back road where there's no traffic, no semi-trucks running me over, and there's an ice cream stand in every small town. If I want to go eat ice cream at every town, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. that I will, but I could. And the whole the whole scope of what you just said is really what what being an ender is about. I mean, there is the financial piece of it, but as at, by the time at, at which most people are enders, whether that's in their 30s, their 40s, their 50s, their 80s, whatever, they have perspective that somebody that's who's right. who's just getting started really doesn't have. People at people who are starters have goals. And they have dreams, and if they're smart, they have they a should. they have a vision. If they're if they're As smart, they yes. Yep. But what they don't have is the perspective of somebody who's already gotten to the end. So they they see it they see it going a particular way, and it usually doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it still goes. It just maybe doesn't go the way they thought it was going to, which is why it is so important to hang around with as many enders as you can because of the perspective and the wisdom. I mean, people say, well, I want to meet some people with money. No, you want to meet some people with perspective and wisdom. They also will have money, but the money is actually less valuable to you (laughs) than the perspective and the, and the wisdom is. And I I will add that um, of the, uh, four people so far that have agreed to participate in the Ender panel at the summit, all four are still actively doing deals. Be- being an Ender doesn't mean you're you know you're kicking back and necessarily kicking back in the lounge chair and drinking mai tais all day because honestly most people would be super bored doing that. Super bored, <laughs> yes, and they would rust out. Exactly. Exactly. So they are, they are all for both still you know, still doing deals, but only the ones that interest them, right? They can't they don't do them because they have to. They do them because they're interesting or because they're helping someone else. That's right. And all four of them also, you said you said to keep from rusting out. I wanted to kind of help other people and pass this on, and all four of them are doing that too. So, Ender is a is a good place to get to. And it's a good place to get to as quickly as possible. You definitely don't have to make, you know, you don't have to don't don't have to say, well, I'm going to be 60 before I can do those things. Because as you stated, there are lots of people who with with help and with the right education and so on, do it much, much, much earlier. 
the other thing that the enders on this panel have in common, as I think about it, is as they were starting, they all had multiple streams of income. They, they, they did not just jump right in and expect real estate or one kind of real estate to provide their day-to-day -day living and also the money to invest in properties and also the money to go on vacation. And uh, you kept the business that you run. One of them was a real estate agent. Actually, two of them were real estate agents when they first started and they supplemented their income they were getting from their investment properties with commissions. And one of them did uh, wholesale deals, wholesale and short sale deals at the beginning. Doesn't really do them anymore because they don't interest him anymore and he doesn't need to do them anymore. So what do you, what, what, is, what is your advice to a brand new investor who says, no, 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 I want to quit my job, not just for the freedom because I just hate it. Like I hate, I hate what I do. I hate what I'm trained to do. I'm over it. What do you tell them about multiple streams of income? You never know when one of your incomes is going to stop. I have a friend who thought they were secure in their line of work. They were awesome. They were moving up the, or their situation was awesome. They were moving up the corporate ladder. And then one day they got the alert that today is your last. I'm so sorry. And he freaked out because that was it. He thought he was going to be there forever. He did not have perspective. That was a that's a real good, really good point. We're not ever taught that. You have to be around people to show you that perspective or to give you a story of their perspective. But even if you don't like that job, if you have that job for a while longer, it makes it so much easier to qualify for borrowing money if you want to do that. Whether it's borrowing the money to buy a house to live in or borrowing money to buy a car, borrowing money to get a rental house, the first, the second, the third. You can get dirt cheap money qualifying with a great W-2 job or even a, a, at least two years in a 1099 income. Money is super cheap if you're into Fannie and Freddie loans or VA loans. Way low. And it's good for 30 years. The rate's locked in. And if you don't do that or you don't qualify or you just don't want to do the paperwork, even a commercial loan with a five or seven or ten year balloon, it's easy to qualify for cheap rates of interest if you've got that additional income. The bank now knows there are multiple ways that they're going to get paid back. Hey, if this rental thing goes bad for you and you screw it up, they know you've got your job to cover the loan payment until you get that property sold. You know, if it just goes terribly wrong you got two ways to pay them back. The rents that you hope to collect or selling it, making 50000 profit. Well, maybe you don't. Maybe you only make twenty. They still know they're going to get paid because you've got that day job. So there are multiple reasons to do it. It just makes sense to have multiple streams of income. How did you happen to to get in, I'm going to flip the question here and say how did how did you happen to get into real estate when you had a good job that you like I mean obviously you like it or you, you would have left it a long time ago what what was the thing that made you say oh you know what I should have the income also from real estate like what was there was there some 
bigger retirement picture or were you just doing what you just said and deciding not to have all your eggs in one income basket? The answer is that changed over time. That changed with perspective. So the first reason I had, so this encouragement for new people, the first reason, the first goal, the first dream you set does not have to be final or set in concrete. That's the message here. My first goal was I had family members doing the business. I watched them for a year. They were having a great time with it. And I thought, I would love to work with them. This looks like fun. I can't think of anyone else I want to spend time with other than these family members. That's why I did it. Hmm. And then I went out and found out it was work. And you had to study. And I thought, you know what? I studied. I went to college to learn what I did. It costs money. I've got to invest time. I've got to invest tuition. I, I need to go to courses and seminars and read books. I went to the library and checked out the max. Our public library, the limit was 30 items. And that was a long time ago when I didn't necessarily have it all on CDs. And I got the max and went through the stuff as quickly as I could, went back and got more stuff and went through everything they had. And then I went to weekend seminars that my local real estate investor group run in our our case. You mentioned your two, Cincinnati group and the, the Columbus, the Curry group. I plugged into what they were offering, and if they held a meeting, I was there. It didn't matter the topic. I went to all the topics because I did not know what I did not know. Oh, sure, mobile homes may not sound interesting to me, but what if they're awesome and I don't know it, and I skip this meeting and, and miss that opportunity to learn that information? I'd be an idiot. Join a local group and plug into their stuff and show up and engage with people. And even if you're an introvert, sit in the back. That's fine. Just go and get the information and plug in. Don't just join. Engage. Great advice. When we come back from the break, we're going to answer a couple of listener questions that have come in at askvina at gmail.com. That's, by the way, A-S-K-V, like in Victor, E-N-A, at gmail.com. And get some more advice from Robert on how to get from where you are right now to inter status as quickly as possible. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Robert Mohan about uh, the, the sort of individualized advice that new investors need to get to the point of being enders. It's not, it's not like there's, it's not like we can draw you a map and say, you will start here, then you will do this, then you will do this, then you do this, because people get to that, people get to that place following different paths, but with a lot of commonalities. And uh, uh, Robert, we have a question via askvina at gmail.com from Bryson, who says, you suggested that we hang out as, with as many enders as possible. First of all, where would I meet some of those? And secondly, how do I approach them? I don't want to seem like a pest. That is a great question. So I told you my first reason for wanting to do real estate was go along with family and be in a business together. Over time, as I hung out at my real estate investor association, I came to the meetings, I engaged no matter what the topic was, I showed up, I just started saying, hi, I'm Robert, what's your name? And I know that could be tough, 
if you're not used to that sort of thing, just be in the room. Maybe you're sitting next to someone. Somebody's going to talk to you. Or maybe you'll overhear something interesting in a conversation. So I'd say one good piece of advice that I heard was come early and stay late. No matter what it was, come early and stay late. If you come early, you're going to see who's putting the meeting on. You'll have a chance to talk to them if you want. Or they'll have a chance to talk to you. Maybe they're chatty and they can draw you out if you're a little bit shy. Or you can offer them or you can offer to help them set up the microphones and the registration desk and the talk talk while you do that. And then staying late, you you have the ability to tear down the microphones way or whatever. But you're going to see the same people over and over there. And then more importantly, they're going to see you. So you showing up and being there says a lot to others. Because I can tell you in our meetings, I know who comes around and I know whose faces I've never seen. And those who come around consistently, if I need a little question or may need a favor, hey, can you can you? put this microphone over here for a second. I know they're going to do it because they're around and they're, they're warm, they're engaging, they're friendly. They look like they're there to get some good value out of it. So even if you're shy, you come early, you stay late, you're going to learn who you want to hang around with. You're going to make a few close friends at that local group. And then you're going to say, in my case, I said, you know, I want to grow with these people. I want to go to events that they go to. I want to listen to their ideas and and bounce my questions off them and hear what they have to say. You'll find a band of folks to run with that are in your local group. And those are the people that you want to go fishing with or cruising with or or whatever it is for fun you want to do. They are in your local group. They're waiting to meet you. Just plug in. Well, let me me add something. Let me add another twist to Bryson's question. Right now around the country... There are not more than a handful of groups that are getting into the same room together. Most groups are holding their meetings online. So, so what we just we just sit around on our hands for another three months until, as new you investors, show up at all those. This this is nirvana. This is your chance. Now you can go to every meeting and not have to worry about burning up a bunch of gas or time to get there. You don't have to worry about traffic. You can go to every meeting and meet everyone and they're on there too you're going to meet people that you would have never met because you can't drive an hour away to that meeting and neither will they it's a great opportunity this has been the time for me to meet and get to know people and strengthen relationships through seeing them on these meetings and then after it's over then i look them up and reach out directly if i want to follow up with some kind of a conversation Mm -hmm. i've gotten to know one of my friends is named sam I've gotten to know him so much better since COVID. It was a great opportunity. This this is a fantastic time, but you've got to get on the meetings and pay attention. You can use the chat feature if that's supported. Just engage. you just got to engage with folks. This is a great time to be virtual. Yeah, because it's a great the, time to build your business. The flip side of that is uh, I, I know we've got Cincinnati REA members who have not attended a meeting since they went online in March. And I think there's a little bit of tech tech phobia there maybe and there's Could some <laughs> there's some my gosh I'm get a your kid over there. Get a grandkid <laughs> over there. Get, get the neighbor kid to come over. They can show you in ten seconds. Yeah, I mean or or, or there's this, grandma. There's some there's some I'm on Zoom all day long in these boring business meetings yep. and I don't want to be there in the evening. Yep. 
And I just want to encourage you that if if you if you were hooked up with a group, and once they went online, you went, ah, I'm gonna I'm gonna it, it'll only be thirty days before we're all allowed to meet again. Remember when we all thought that? That's right. That's um, right. That you that you go ahead and hook back in with them and see what all they're offering. Because first of all, let me tell you, real estate Zoom meetings are nothing like business Zoom meetings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've been, I've been true. on a bunch of them and, you know, people are like holding up their cats and dogs and joking with each other and, you know, making connections they're in the chat. People. They're yeah. being humans. Exactly. Right. Drinking wine on Zoom, <laughs> you know, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And the other thing is a lot of groups have now added to their usual, you know, educational slash focus group types of activities, uh, meetings intended for networking. I know uh, Ren has and Cincinnati Rhea and Co. Rehab, and they are literally only for the purpose of you making connections, and it works really well. I was surprised how well it worked. And we're hearing about people making deals on those. Now, ours is Thursday at noon Central Time, and I think yours is Friday morning at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Yep. And they're every week. Mm-hmm. So if you miss a week, all right, join in next week. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all about telling people what you have or what you want or both and you listening to what everyone else says. Now, some people are just quiet. They don't say anything, but they're there to listen. And then one of my friends, Sandra, she usually listens. She doesn't say a have or a want typically, but if she hears something, she's going to pipe up and ask a question. Or when we send out the information after the fact of who all was on there in the, the list of the haves and the ones, the contact info, she'll reach out to them. She'll make a deal with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they... so just because in her case, she's not there talking a lot doesn't mean she's not engaging a lot. She's doing it offline after the event is over. But she is there without fail. Go Sandra. She's the smartest yeah, those, always on early and always till the end. No those what. those online meetings have been. I mean, I think we've all learned a lot about how to do online meetings. In the yes. we, we we went from never to constantly, um, and and I have I I was I was looking at them with a little bit of a jaundiced eye when we first started, and I was like, we're never going to be able to reproduce the uh, the the deal making that goes on at meetings. And in some ways, these online exchange meetings work better because you're not standing next to somebody who might distract you by saying, hey, how'd your vacation go <laughs> when, you're trying to, when you're trying to listen to deals? And I've been, I've been keeping kind of a mental count. I can't, I can't speak to your meetings, but I can speak to the ones we've been doing. And I am certain that more than a million dollars worth of business has been done on those meetings since they started four months ago. And I am constantly hearing people say, um, oh, uh, so-and-so said on the last couple of meetings that they were willing to offer expertise on uh, Airbnb. So I hooked up with her and she came out to my property and she told me how to turn it into an Airbnb. And I just, I just really want to, you know, give her kudos for that. Well, that's a person who would never have been, they they wouldn't have met if it weren't right. for, if if it weren't for the format of these meetings where there's a hundred people on and they're all they're all piping up and saying here's what I want and here's how I can help you so yeah and want to want to encourage everybody to see if there's something like that available from your local real estate association and uh, we're actually going to demonstrate that at the OREA summit 
by having a nationwide haves and wants meeting on Saturday morning, the 14th, uh, two hours long and moderated by, I don't even, I don't even know if you know this, Robert, it's being moderated by Pete Fortunato. Yes. And that's November the 14th. November the 14th. October the 14th. That's November the 14th. Right, right. And uh, listeners can, by the way, still pick up tickets to that by going to the station's website at wmkvfm.org, wmkvfm.org. You need to scroll to the bottom of the first page to see it, but uh, it's there's actually a great deal on the registration price. It's $97, and uh, the money goes straight to, to Port Public Radio. It's, a, it's, a, it's actually donation to public radio, and it gets you a ticket to the OREA Summit. So I uh, want to encourage you all to come to that, not just for the 45 amazing educational sessions, but also for the networking and the haves and wants meeting. We need to take another quick break. If you have any last-minute questions for Robert, you can give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send us an email at wmkvfm.org. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm looking at the phone number, and right below the phone number is the website, and I just kept reading. It's no, it's askvina at gmail dot com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones Cox, having kind of a free flowing conversation here with Robert Mohan about um, just kind of advice for new investors who are looking to make that part of their career as short as possible (laughs) and get to the active stage and then ultimately to the ender stage as quickly as possible. Um, So Robert, let's, let's talk about this. this, Let's, let's, let's roll back to this idea of vision and beginning with the end in mind when you're getting started in your real estate business. How many of these, uh, new members, new investors that you run into actually ha- really have that have 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 looked beyond more beyond more than a year or two and said, "When I want to grow up, when I grow up, I want my business and my life to look like this." I think very few have a really good crystal picture, and that's why we do that exercise where I ask the why question over and over and over till we get down really deep and I mentioned earlier it's best done in a group because all the others can see if they're motivated they will go and ask themselves that question too over and over until they really get down to the granular issue which will change over time today you want to do this and it sounds like the right thing to do for the next year but I think with that perspective as you mentioned the experience listening to others who are seasoned that you can hang around with and and just listen. You don't have to sound intelligent. Think of these big questions. Just go listen. And you can even say, Hey, I just want to be a fly on the wall and hear what you guys are talking about. Most seasoned investors are going to say, okay, great. What kind of real estate are you interested in? You can say whatever. And just listen to them and you'll hear great ideas from other people. And then you could take those later and think about them and say, that's a great idea. I love how, that person wanted a jet ski in Peru. That sounds like a great idea. I think I'm going to put that on my list of things maybe that I want to do. Some of the best ideas are someone else's. You don't have to think everything up. You don't have to create all the path and, and have it all 
ready to go for the beginning, but you do need to start writing a few things down. I tell folks that come to our group as new folks that they're, that's the topic is goal setting is do you have a mirror in your bathroom? And most of them will say yes. I'll say, did you know that the mirror in your bathroom works like a dry erase board? And I have to pause about five seconds to let that sink in because dry erase and mirror in the bathroom don't go together. And I said, really, get a dry erase marker. Go write your goals on your mirror. And the great thing about that is, is you can erase them as you meet the goal or you achieve the goal or as you change your mind. You can just wipe it off, a little square of toilet paper, and write a new one up there. And their eyes go, huh, I never do that. <laughs> and a few of them go do it, and they tell me later how it's helped them reach their goals because they see it every day in the morning and at night. It's right there in front of you in the bathroom on the mirror. And a lot of them, I don't think they probably do that. I think it's true of anything. A few people will follow the good advice, and a lot of people won't. And, and that's fine. We need people to work jobs where, where we when we need to go to a restaurant, we need people there to, to work and, and, and bring food and cook the food and, and work at the stores. It's fine. It may not fit for them. That's okay. It's not they're better or worse people. That's okay. But if you want this path, you've got to set some goals, be willing to change those goals, but you need to clearly define those goals and then start working toward them a little bit each day. And the goals probably shouldn't be 100% around money. Uh, That's right. My experience is people who all, all their goals are, I want to do five deals this year. I want to make, you know, $100,000 wholesaling. I want to have $1,000 a month in positive cash flow within 24 months. They, they are the ones who don't seem to last because that's not the real goal. The, the, no. the real goal is not the money. It's something else, as you as you pointed out earlier. It's that the money leads to the what, what is actually important to you, which is maybe, I don't know, more time with your family, taking the back roads, jet skiing in Peru, um, have, having all the pressure about money that you're used to feeling not there. I mean, that, that that's a goal you could write down. I want to... That's a big one. <laughs> that should be top of the list when you're able mentally to understand that. Getting rid of the pressure around money in your life. You think of how many marriages and uh, relationships and, and work relationships. Are, uh, all of it revolves around stress related to money. If you can relieve or at least greatly reduce your stress about money, what will that free your mind up to do? Everything. And you'll be a nicer person, too. You won't be so mean because your, you know, your spouse ran over <laughs> stop sign with the truck. <laughs> it's just yeah. a truck. Nobody got hurt. And Robert Spouse is apparently never going to live this down. <laughs> and, and and it's being announced nationally. So we, we can figure out something to do with him a little bit later. We'll do a fundraiser next week. <laughs> so you were, you were a big fan of apparently in every area of your life as I listen to you talk in of modeling instead of, instead of just, you know, trying just let me, let me go academically learn how to do this and let me go do it. Modeling is a much bigger picture, right? It's I'm, I'm not just, I'm not just learning from this person. I'm, I'm, I'm copying other things about how they 
live their lives and run their businesses and think about things and it's it's visual for me it's very visually absorbing so one of my earliest ones i was able to see his name was hayward and i rode through his town the other day and i thought about how grateful i was to him for the vision he gave me he had a business he had run for a long time he rolled in at 10 or 11 in the morning whenever he wanted he was not stressed he did a few things that looked like work and then he went to lunch and he might be out for an hour or two hours or three hours and then he'd come back and do a few other things that looked like work and then he might go home or he might work a little late that day or do a gig that evening he was in the video business he was not pressure stressed worried about money at all customers would leave customers would come it was just the way it was and that was so powerful to me to see that he had created something I thought that's that's what I want I want something I can work at because I want to work at it I enjoy it but it isn't killing me because that's what he had and he had everything he needed he didn't live in the biggest house in town he didn't drive the fastest flashiest car in town but he had set his goals financially he had found a business that helped him meet those goals and he was living happy and it ruined me forever i had that picture whenever i got down i just thought what would Hayward do and i'll be forever grateful to him for that <laughs> so we're we're literally within 1 minute of, be, of being out of time here but i think to summarize what i have heard you say about advice that you would give to new investors that kind of applies to all of them is have a vision, know where you're trying to go, know that the path to get there might not be exactly what you think it's going to be right now. Be around people who've already gotten there. Find out how they're doing it. Make some of them your models. And I think I heard loud and clear, join your local real estate association. Yes. That's an easy first step. Easy way to find those people to model. Easy way to hang around with them. <laughs> easy way to... But I want to say, too, I want to encourage you. You can do it. If you're listening, you can do it. If you want to set your mind to do it, you certainly can do it. And don't let anyone tell you no. Set your mind to do it and go for it. Make it happen. Great last words to wrap the show up with, Robert. We look forward to seeing you at the OREA National Real Estate Summit. Again, listeners, you can grab a ticket to that at wmkvfm.org and also support public radio, which is a second awesome thing. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.